You are listening to Trophy Horse with your host, Tricky Mick, Alex, I yield to no one, Mark. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Trophy Horse. This is episode 312, and I, I, I'm, I'm feeling kind of lonely right now. I, yield, yield isn't here. Um, it, surely Steven's got to be here with me. Steven? Uh, oh, wow, this this is embarrassing. Uh, I, I guess this is going to be a, a one-person show this week? Fuck that! I'm back, bitches! So that's right. Tricky is back this week. It's it's but in what? <laughs> the last episode you recorded was episode three hundred, probably. No, it's been about a month, month and a half. So if you didn't know, Tricky recently moved. Actually, I think I announced that on the podcast and shoutouts. But yeah, Tricky recently moved, and he's finally got his desk and his internet back. How was it uh, not having internet for uh, maybe a week or so? Oh, it was horrible. <laughs> Absolutely horrible. I uh, good thing is though, I I have a. A Samsung TV, which um, I guess I, would, I guess the listeners don't know. Uh, I have a 65-inch 4K uh, Samsung TV that the movers cracked in the move. Uh, but hope, thankfully, the, the cracks aren't too bad where the, if the TV's on, you can't really notice them. Um, so I didn't have internet, but luckily because I have a Galaxy Note 5 and I have a Samsung TV... Uh, I could do screen share, so I basically was running Netflix off my phone, projecting onto my TV to watch Netflix. Very nice. I I went without internet for a month and a half last fall, so you know what? It's you, torture. You, you felt a very small part of my pain. Yes, and I I don't don't wish that on my worst enemy. That that like when you when you have internet and then all of a sudden you lose it for a period of time, you. You really get a, a appreciation for what you have. I mean, I you, I know you've seen them on Facebook. You guys, you see those pictures, uh, like, would you live in this tent for uh, 30 days and no internet, no TV, no nothing, and you walk away with, like, 100000 or a million dollars? I always said I could do that no problem. I don't know if I could do it now. I mean, 30 days, I did that, and I, you know, I... So, yeah, if, if, if the cost of is... Possibly not having to work like a high stress job for the rest of your life, and having that kind of peri- or that kind of like safety net of the, all that money, yeah, hell yeah, I would. Yeah, do but that. A, mil- a million dollars isn't exactly what it used to be anymore. That is very true, but it still helps out quite a bit because most people will not accumulate a million dollars over the course of their life. Right, but nowadays you can't retire on a million dollars either. I mean, granted, you could, if you live modestly, you could put it into the bank, get into a, a nice high interest account, and essentially you could live off the interest. But well, Also, like the stock market, it's not always best to play the stock market, but you could put a, a good amount of that in the stock market or put it in a Roth IRA and just have it, you know, b- uh, build, uh, build money tax, That's true, tax exempt. That's, that, that is very true. I mean, that people, people do survive on less so getting a million dollars which again most people would never amass from their jobs in their lifetime simply by not having internet for 30 days yeah i'd do it 
Now, if I had to live out in the middle of the woods and, like, shit on, like, poison ivy and deal with bears, like, having to put my food in a tree because bears would be around, then I, that might change things. I might not do that. But if I, well, lived I, in a I think that I think that's what those fritzes are implying, though. I would do a cabin, but a, a tent out in the middle of the woods might be a little hard. Yeah. There, there was one where there was a, a room filled with, like, 2,000 spiders, and I said you had to stay in that room for 24 hours and you would get $10 million. There's not a shot in hell. Tricky, you can't even look at pictures of spiders and, no, and not, not get itchy. I posted a picture. Chelsea and I went out to an art gallery last weekend, and there was a picture of a spider, and I was like, anytime I see a spider of some sort, this, is, this might sound terrible, but I feel the need, I have the itch to send it to yeah. Tricky in some way. Even like little like spider lights, like decorated lights for Halloween, like that you would wrap around like bushes and stuff. I got I, I to send a picture of that to Tricky. And it's just like a pencil drawing on paper and it's behind a frame. Tricky, it's behind a glass frame and there's no reason to be scared of it. Like I don't like snakes, but if a snake's on television or even if I'm at the zoo and a snake's behind glass, I'm not afraid. Listen, I, you know, you guys joke about it all the time. I, unless somebody has a phobia like I do... You you really cannot understand it. Like, you don't like snakes. I get that. I am deathly afraid of spiders. Like, I see a spider and I flip the fuck out. My heart skips a beat. It's not like... I, I was trying to tell everybody in the, the chat that finds it funny. And don't get me wrong. I know that my reactions to it are funny. But, for me, it's not funny at all. Like... My mother played a prank on me. I'm sure you guys saw the video on Christmas. I ruined Christmas because of my fear. That's not cool. Not cool. I understand, but you have to be able to separate it. Like spiders in a video game, like they're not. They can't get you. They can get Nathan I, Drake, but they can't get you. I, I, I get that. Sitting here now, I can. I fully understand, and I agree with you. But in that moment. My mind doesn't rationale that. My mind rationales there's a million spiders coming at me. Here's what you need to do. You just need to have a little picture of a spider set on your desk and just Not look happening. at it every once in a while. Not happening. If you know that it can't hurt you, I'm not saying go pick up a tarantula at a pet store and pet it. I'm not, I'm not saying let not a tarantula loose in your, your apartment. I'm just saying have a not picture happening. of a spider. Not happening. All right. Well, before we put Tricky into a fear-induced coma, let's move to our updated trophies. Tricky, you've not been on in quite some time, but read us your trophy count. Uh, I am level 33, total trophies of 8239, Blackout 77. Actually, I don't even think that's accurate. You're the one who updated the trophies. I know. I updated everybody else's. I don't think I updated mine. And I don't even know what my phone is, so I can't check right now. Well, how about we just go with the numbers that are on the sheet then? That's fine. All right. I am level 29. I have 6,215 trophies, and I have 91 platinums in 90 games. I got a new platinum this past week. And all I need to, all I need to say is two down and one to go. Yeah, I'm so glad I bought you three platinums. You didn't buy me three platinums because I'm earning them. Because the Crash okay, games, well, the, the Crash okay. Bandicoot games are not easy platinums. Despite what anyone might have thought beforehand, they're not easy platinums. 
All right, let me clarify. I didn't buy you three platinums, but I bought you your game that allows you to earn three platinums. Okay, yes, but I have to earn them myself. <sighs> but yes, I got the platinum. I'm trying to catch you, and you're, you're taking advantage of my kindness. No, I told you not to get me anything for the holidays, and this was your gift to me from last Christmas, so that is your yeah. fault, sir. Well, it is my fault, but you're still taking advantage of my kindness. No, you are, you are you are at uh, the mercy of your own generosity. This is why we can't have nice shit. No, I have nice shit. I have the Crash Bandicoot games. That's, that's very nice shit. With uh, the Komodo Brothers and an all-new updated song from them. Yeah, I've got nice shit. So I got the Platinum in Crash Bandicoot 2, Cortex Strikes Back, which you said the first Crash was probably the hardest one. Despite having the hardest levels, the original Crash having the hardest levels to get through, Crash 2 is probably harder to get the Platinum because it's, it's a lower Platinum percentage of uh, users compared to how many people or uh, people actually have the Platinum compared to how many people are playing the game. But also, with the time trials, this, this is the hard part. The levels are actually easier, but the time trials, I struggled. I got two Platinum Relics in the second game. I got more than half in the first game. Most I was struggling to get Gold Relics, which is the, re- the requirement for the, pl- the trophy, but... I was struggling to get the second best relic, which tells you something about how hard the time trials are. They're very unforgiving in Crash 2. So if you get through Crash 1, you think Crash 2 is going to be a walk in the park. Nope, because you're actually coming up on the harder one. To me, it seems like Crash 3, warped so far, is the easiest one. Well, I, all the reports said that one was the hardest. Maybe, now, to, I, maybe to get I, through, maybe because there are really hard levels in there. Like the hardest levels in the Crash series are in Crash Bandicoot, but the time trials for some reason just feel so much more unforgiving. In like if you make one mistake, you're, you're fucked. That's the way it feels in Crash Two. All right, I uh, I just looked up my trophies. I only have one more trophy than what I reported, so I'm not even gonna bother. All right, well, that was all totally worth it. <laughs> but I yield to no one. Has he's level twenty five? I don't. It threw me off there to say his entire name because we just say yield. He's level twenty five. He's got a total trophy count of four thousand seven hundred thirty nine, and he has seventy one platinums. Yield's gonna catch you. You do realize this, right? Yield is not gonna catch me because, as Yield pointed out, anytime he gets within three of me, I go chump a bunch of games and widen the gap. I'm gonna catch you, and that's scary. Here's the thing: if you want to catch me playing shitty games, that is your own. That is your prerogative. You want no, to go no, buy- listen, listen, listen. I, I heard you say this shit, this bullshit when I was off. It's a platinum is a platinum. No, no, no. They are there are definitely more. Okay, maybe it's subjective, but there are definitely harder platinums. There are definitely more valuable platinums. There are platinums you should take pride in, and other ones that you should not. My well, name is Mayo. Is very clearly a game that does not compare to Dead Rising Two. And if you say it does, if you say those platinums are equal then I will tell you to kindly fuck off, sir. No, no, well, okay. Hear me out. They are equal, but they're not equal in the... I, what's the word I want to use? They're not equal in the uh, pride that you have. The, the, respect, e- the respect that is tied to earning that. Right, because I got the, the, the Platinums in IMAO just for comedic value, like... It, it the game itself, it yeah, it's very simple. You just press an X uh, ten thousand times, basically. But it's the comedic value of it. The game is actually kind of funny. 
The same thing with Mr. Masagi. And uh, my other two Platinums that I got recently, which I'm going to wait until next week to address because of the uh, shenanigans that you and Yield pulled while I was gone. You mean that top-rated five-star game? Oh, yeah. We're, we're going to get into that when Yield is back next week because I have some things to say. Don't just name us because very clearly Lucia was in on that too. Well, no, no, Lucia. We, you know what? We're, we're just gonna stick a pin in this right now because Lucia has has already felt my wrath. I, I'm gonna lay into you guys, and you you know what I'm gonna say to you. That's the funny thing. <laughs> oh, you but, you well, you gave me a phone call about it. I believe. Do we need to bring? Oh, Lu- yes. <laughs> no, 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 because. We don't need to bring Lucia into this because Lucia already knows he fucked up. I, I, I do not think he did. Oh, he so did. And we will get into it next week when Yields is back. You're not going to win this. Neither one of us are going to concede to you. It's not a matter of conceded. It's a matter of you guys were wrong. And you need to accept that you guys fucked up and we'll move on. And there will be no hard feelings afterwards. Uh, there should be no hard feelings at all right now, and no, I, knowing the situation, and knowing what you how you explained it, which you imi- you admitted that you played that game simply because it was an easy platinum. No, you you do not get an apology, or you will not we, get me to concede that you're right. We're sticking a pin in this for now, and then we're gonna continue this next week. We'll take the pin out next week. Well, just like a voodoo doll that someone sticks a lot of pins in its legs, you got nothing to stand on, sir. Oh, we, we will find out next week. Moving on. Uh, Steve is level 14, total trophies of 1,738 with four Platinums. And finally, our man from across the pond, Sid Not-So-Vicious, who will be coming up later in this episode with the sixth rendition of Sophie's Trophies. He is level 25. He's got 5,311 total trophies, and he's got 64 Platinums total. So he's he's gonna catch yield. Yeah, he probably. Well, he's actually got more trophies, but I mean, he's seven platinums away. I find it funny that Sid's total trophy count this week is three five three eleven, and last week's episode was three eleven. Yes, uh, and I know we do shout out to the show, but shout out to Sid. I mean, he's really, you know, we gave him the opportunity to take over Sophie's trophies, and he is killing it. So I, you know, I know we do shout outs later, but I want to give a shout out to Sid. He is killing it with the Sophie's trophies, and I look forward every week to that segment now. Yeah, the great thing about that was that Sid was very nervous at first because he—it's not something he had done before. I mean, he had been on the podcast a couple times, but he was just kind of nervous about hearing his own voice. So definitely give him all the positive feedback because Sid's doing a great job with it. All right. So, uh, I you know it's so weird because like I, I'm. I have that like instinct to host the show, but you're hosting, so. Yeah, you went and read Steve's trophy count for me, which is not cool, you son of a bitch. Well, I did that to to keep the show moving. I mean, I'm I, like you're still an apprentice. I'm still the master. I'm 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 trying to show you how the show show should flow. How about we ask the fans who's the master and who's the apprentice, and then we'll get to the bottom of that. Well, I already know the feedback because when I jokingly said I was retiring from the trophy horse, I got numerous messages saying, no, you can't retire. You are the voice of Trophy Horse. That's because you're the one that started, and that's the one, you've been the one that's hosted the most episodes, so people tie your voice to Trophy Horse. Yes, because I am Mr. Trophy Horse. I am the trophy pimp. You're you're a whore of some sort. Uh, 
I can, I can certainly say with all confidence. Well, I'm sure that even though you've only gained one trophy since last tally, that you've got plenty of plans to hoard up and just get plenty of cheap platinums. Like, my name is Mayo. I'm sure you've already planning on how you can get another platinum in that game. Tricky, what have you been playing? Uh, well, a little bit of news. Uh, I was... Uh, I I was streaming for Extra Life, and I was and when I was streaming for Extra Life, I was doing the uh, Lego City Undercover, and then uh, for anybody that doesn't know, I upgraded to a PlayStation Four Pro, and I had you know I still had the original PS Four, which I put in my bedroom, and come to find out with Sony's um, policies, you could only have one system as your 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 uh, primary system, which obviously makes sense because your primary is your for only one. But with that being said, uh, any games that I owned, because I bought all my games digitally, uh, could not be played by Sweet Mama D or The Goddess on the regular PlayStation 4 Pro because they couldn't play my games because that was not the primary system. So I wound up having to switch the primary system to that one and using the, the Pro, which only I use. Um, I That was not my primary. So... One night I went to stream for Extra Life and my save was corrupted. And I thought, oh, no big deal. I'll just go to the cloud, download my save and be back. Nope. Because if it's not your primary system, it doesn't automatically upload the saves. So I lost all my progress in that. So I had to start all over. Um, with that, uh, because I'm really hyped for Assassin's Creed Origins, I've been going back and playing Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Uh which I I love this game. I, I it it's so much better than all the other ones. And I recently finished the story two days ago, and now I'm just doing the collectathon to get all the uh, treasure boxes and the flowers and the letters and the secrets of London. And it's gonna be a collectathon. I'm probably gonna be doing that for like the next week. Very nice. Well. We've got more on Assassin's Creed coming up. I, too, am excited about Origin, mainly because, well, Egypt, ancient Egypt, and who can't get excited about that? I've long said that I've been done with Assassin's Creed since Brotherhood, because I think Assassin's Creed Brotherhood was the peak, and it couldn't get any better than that. But when you throw ancient Egypt into the mix, well, shit, I'm on board. Pyramids and pharaohs, yeah, I'm on board. Did you play, did you at least try out Syndicate? I have not played an Assassin's Creed game since Brotherhood. I've missed, what, four listen, or five? Listen, I, I know that I get a lot of shit for, you know, my... Um, the games I play, but you need to try Syndicate. It is a very, very well-done game. Sir, I'm busy. I've got Crash Bandicoot to play, and then the Game of Thrones Telltale game after that. You Listen, don't play Game of Thrones Telltale. Play Syndicate. Trust me on this one. You don't the the Game of Thrones. It, it's it's not as bad as everybody makes it out to be, but it's six episodes. It's really boring, and it, it's it's an easy platinum, obviously, because you go through and you get the platinum. But it Syndicate is a game you need to play. Those are bold words, sir. That's a bold statement to make about an Assassin's Creed game that isn't set in ancient Egypt. Listen, I, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm putting my reputation on the line. Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Whoa, 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 whoa! How good is your reputation? Obviously, it's pretty good. 
That's like saying you've got a friend who you're playing on the playground and one kid's got like uh, like a chocolate pudding snack pack up for grabs and the other kid's got like oyster crackers for like fucking soup he's putting up for grabs. I'm not I, sure that's I, so great. I'm putting up my uh, my chocolate pudding snack pack, on my reputation on the line. That's Why do you this, assume that you're the chocolate pudding snack pack? You're the oyster crackers. Negative. Negative. Tricky doesn't do seafood. You can put oyster crackers in any kind of soup. Tomato Negative. soup. Tomato bisque. Tricky doesn't do seafood. I would never have any kind of oysters. You're not in New England. It doesn't matter. They do seafood soups up there. I'm in New York. The better new of anything. <laughs> the, the better new of anything? Yeah. I, I was going somewhere with that, but I lost it halfway through. That's See, that's why you don't have a good reputation, is because you, you can't follow through on your, your segues or... <laughs> I'm just going to say York is better than Jersey. That's all I'm going to say. Well, yeah, because New Jersey's a hellhole. He said it, not me. Uh, sorry. Uh, yeah. I I don't know. It's, it's it's a race between Ohio and New Jersey. It's to my, my least favorite state. Ooh. Sorry, 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 Yield and, and Homer. I was going to say, now, now you bring uh, Yield and Homer into this. I, I'm sorry. Ohio is terrible. And I've actually been to Ohio. It's terrible. <laughs> a good thing Yield doesn't listen to these shows. I'll tell him it. I'll write it in the chat. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's. I mean, that's all I've really, really been playing. I've been playing. I've been watching uh, Prison Break on Netflix. Uh, and what I was watching something else on Netflix. I I just finished it. Uh, I caught up on Hawaii Five O, and uh, like. I, I don't watch TV anymore. I just watch Netflix. Well, Netflix has like 5,000 new shows on every day. It's gotten to the point where you can't watch even half the stuff they put on there. I think the only thing I watch on uh, TV now is Raw and SmackDown. That's it. Which I don't know why you would do that because Raw and SmackDown are terrible. No, actually, they're, they're, they've gotten pretty good. All right. Well, before we delve too much into wrestling, that's the Smart Marks area right there. I have been playing, of course, the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. Got the Platinum Crash 2. I'm about halfway through Crash Warped right now. And it's, yeah, Crash Warped is still the best game of the series. It's it's so much fun. Like, all the levels are so varied. And it's it's just a joy to play. Although the bosses are great. The boss fights are so much better than the other games. The characters are even more outlandish. It's, it's just the best Crash game above and beyond all the others. You know, I know it's hard to compare it to Crash Team Racing since they're two different genres, but... If I'm going to play one Crash game ever again, it's going to be Crash Warped. So I'm working on that Platinum. I guess I won't be playing Game of Thrones next since Tricky does not approve. It's not that I don't approve. I mean, you want to go through it, but I'm telling you, you're going to want to play and beat Syndicate by the time Origins comes out. They they don't, like, as far as I, understand, as far as I know, they don't coincide. But with Syndicate, it goes back to taking you ass out of the Animus. But you're not running around outside the Animus. It's just they're including the story outside the Animus and whatnot. Oh, it's 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 good, and and the dynamic between uh, Jacob and Evie Fry, uh, you're the twin assassins, and you can switch back and forth. Oh, it's uh, this game is good. So here's the big thing: the the whole yearly release schedule for Assassin's Creed turned me off quite a bit. But the fact that they I can't remember what game it was in, you know, spoiler, I guess, even though it's years ago, they killed off Desmond. 
who was the guy they were training to become an assassin based on his ancestors' memories. Maybe, you know, I know, like, the story, okay, so maybe the story necessitated it, but, like, what a stupid thing to do. Like, why not follow through with that character? I think they kind of lost me with that, because, like, wow, you may be taking this a completely different direction, but it looks, from where I'm sitting, dumb as hell. Well, they, I, I believe they did that in Revelations. It, it went, it went to Brotherhood and then Revelations, correct? Yes. That, that is correct, because Revelations was before 3. Right. So, uh, yeah, I didn't understand why they killed, or maybe, maybe they killed him. I don't, maybe, I don't, I don't remember when they killed him off, but they also killed off, uh, spoilers, Lucy, uh, which I didn't understand either, but that kind of fit with the story, so to speak. Uh, I'm, I'm Googling right now. When did they kill Desmond in Assassin's Creed? Oh, it was it was Assassin's Creed Three. They killed him. Yes, it was Assassin's Creed Three. They killed him. What do you know? Probably the most, besides maybe the first one, the most disliked Assassin's Creed of the bunch. Well, that was because it the the, the first half of that game, you weren't even playing as Connor. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I I, I I still want I still want to know who you are outside the Animus and Unity. Was Unity before Syndicate? Yes, Unity was the game before Syndicate. Unity was the one that had the, all the all the problems, like the the frame rate drops, the game crash, and whatnot. They they went back and fixed it and patched it, and it works fine now. But that's the one that had all the problems. Then they came out with Syndicate, and it really brought back the series. And then they took the year off, and now they're coming back with Origins in October. Well, it seems they've finally come to their senses by having a year off between, you know, the last game and Origins, but... My my only worry with Origins is the fact that... Um, I, I don't know... Like, how far can they get with the things you can do? Because this... Obviously, Origins is the beginning of the Assassins. So a lot of the things that you have, uh, you know, that you've grown accustomed to in the Assassin's Creed games are not going to be invented at this point. So, like, are you going to have a double blade? Are you going to have uh, certain things? Like, obviously, you're probably going to have the hidden blade because that was from the start of the Assassins. But, like, are you going to have the double blade? Are you Obviously, in uh, Syndicate, you have this uh, launcher which you can stand inside of a building, hit L1, and it launches you to the top of the building so you don't have to do the long-ass climb up. Obviously, they're not going to have that. Uh, I, I kind of... I, I'm worried about Origins, but I'm very excited to play it. You know what? If I have to give up a few weapons to play and romp around to ancient Egypt, then I will, because you have to keep it faithful to the time period. You can't just have bazookas in ancient Egypt. People will call bullshit right away. No, no, I get that. I, I understand that 100%. It's just, uh, I don't know, like, I, I know when Donnie was on the show, he used to talk about how he didn't like prequels. And while Origins isn't technically a prequel, it's really, but it is going back in time. So it's like... Gotta get back in time. See, like, with with the Assassin's Creed games, I don't know if you can call any game a prequel because... 
at any point, like if you take if you take the real world outside the Animus, you know, you can go back and visit any ancestor that you want. So is going back to ancient Egypt to the start of the, the assassins, is that a prequel or is that just present life going back to an earlier life? Like, yeah, it's it's that final line. So here's my thought on that. You basically the main you know Desmond was a character yes, but he was like kind of an ancillary character. As much they they kept building him, so he became a more important character. But the most important focal point is always the the assassin that you're playing as. You know it's it's always Ezio or Connor and Altair from the very first Assassin's Creed game. The the focal point is again always the assassins. That's the person you connect most with. It's not all the people outside the Animus. Because most of the action, most of the story unfolds within the the past, what the yeah. the, the lives that you're reliving. So, I, I think that it. I, I again, I don't I don't understand your gripe. There is a little bit of Assassin's Creed in the lineup for the PlayStation Plus games, the Instant Game Collection for August 2017. And I apologize, listeners, we did not do a PlayStation Plus wish list for this month. So sorry about that. Kind of got caught up in. In all the news and just kind of edited the intro, so we will bring back PlayStation Plus wish list next month. It has not been kill- killed off like P- PlayStation or uh, spoilers, uh, PG spoilers. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't. <laughs> hey, it's, for, it's been for the been... record. For the record, I tried to get the spoilers going, and nobody could show up. It's been gone for so long that I I can't remember its name anymore. <sighs> I tried to get one. PlayStation or PG. There I go again. PG spoilers will not have it. It's like, you know what? Just let me rest. Let me rest. So if you're looking forward to the month of August for the free games that you can get and like tricky, see if there are any easy platinums so you can get closer to me in your trophy count. The full lineup for the, the month is Just Cause 3 and Assassin's Creed Freedom Cry for the PlayStation 4. For the PS3, you get Super Motherload and Snakeball. And then for the PS Vita, you get Downwell, which is a cross buy with the PlayStation 4 and level 22. Now, Freedom Cry is the DLC for um, Black Flag. So you're not it's not even a full game. It's uh well, it is a full game, but it's not a Assassin's Creed game. It's a DLC. It's like it's like us getting um left behind with The Last of Us. Is it a standalone game though? You can you can get it without. I mean, I guess it'd be stupid for them to release it for free if you had to have Assassin's Creed. Oh like, yeah, uh, play it. Yeah, it's it's a standalone. It it, it does. Uh, I mean, if you had Black Flag, Freedom Cry was a part of it, but then they did release it as a separate release. Well, that's nice for anyone who wanted to play a little bit of Assassin's Creed, but not the whole shebang and. Black Flag, uh, you know, great example being Infamous First Light or Infamous Festival of Blood. You know, instead well, of buying Infamous Two, you could just play through Infamous Festival of Blood and, and have some fun with Vampire Cole. Well, I re- I replayed through uh, Freedom Cry when uh, with Black Flag, um, but this is see this is the thing, Black Flag, you're not an assassin. Excuse me, not in Freedom Cry, you're not an assassin. You are. I'm trying to remember the guy's name. Hold on. Uh, what was his name? What is his name? What is his name? Adewali. There you go. Adewali is your first mate 
on uh, the Jackdaw. Uh, so he's a black man, and uh, Freedom Cry is basically you going around and freeing slaves. So um, it, it you're not. It would seem to be aptly named then. Yeah, it's it's like, but I I don't want people to go into this thinking like you're going to be an assassin because you're not. You don't have the same tools. You don't have the same weapons. It's uh, you know, you're you're a badass. Don't get me wrong. Adewale is a badass, but he's not an assassin. And I I'm just trying to figure out if this comes with a a platinum because if it comes with a platinum, then I'll be I'll be replaying it. Well, of course you will. You got to get closer to me somehow. But I'll say this. So, okay, that's one of your concerns with Origins is that the specifically like the technology set, the the weapons that you have available to you because you're going back to supposedly where the assassin started, so the technology won't be as good. But you don't have the assassin's weapons in playing in Freedom Cry. But you said it, it's fun and you enjoy playing, and you're, you're a complete badass without it. Well, no, no, no. Let, let me let me clarify. I'm not okay. I'm not upset. About going back to origins and not having the weapons. I'm just what I'm. My concern with that is, is you over these games you have built up, um, a reputation of you know every game every assassin gets better, bigger and better weapons, and all of a sudden you take all those weapons away. You know, think of it like you were playing um, God of War. Like at the end of God of War, you're a badass, but at the beginning of God of War Two, they strip you of all your powers. Same pre- premise was what I'm trying to get at. But then to overcome those odds and say climb out of hell or be stabbed by Zeus with a sword and come back from that to kick his ass, like that's even more empowering and, and instilling a badass feeling than just having these powers and just walking over everyone because it shows that you, you're a survivor and you can come back and you've got resilience. Yes. There's no platinum with this. Well, Tricky mm. will not be replaying it. I might. I mean, it does have uh, 12 trophies. It only takes... Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) I was going to say, it has 12 trophies and it only takes 6 hours, so I may do it again. Alright, how many bronze, how many gold, how many silver? Uh, 9 bronze, 2 silver, 1 gold. I mean, I, I would say play it if you want to, regardless of how many trophies there are. And, you know, don't let... Oh, yeah, absolutely play it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, one of the other cool things this month that they are tying to PlayStation Plus is 99-cent summer movie rentals. Uh, over the course of six weeks, they are doing one film a week where there will be 99 cents for PlayStation Plus members. Uh, the first week, it starts on the 25th of July, so it's already started by the time you were listening to this. Week one is Lego Batman movie. Week two is Logan. Week three is Power Rangers. Week four is Kong Skull Island. Week five is Boss Baby. And then week six is, I believe, uh, Ghost in the Shell. So I would say I would – I've already seen Logan. I have not seen King Kong or I have not seen Power Rangers or Ghost in the Shell. I would be interested in seeing four of those, to be honest. Seeing Well, Logan was kind of emotional, especially towards the end, so I don't know if I want to watch that one again. It's, it's very <laughs> well, good, though. I own the Blu-rays of uh, Lego Batman, Logan, and Power Rangers. Uh, so there's no reason for me that Kong Skull Island. I heard bad things about Boss Baby. I'll definitely get because my daughter wants to see that. And Ghost in the Shell. I have no um, 
backstory with that. Like, I don't know what that is. Apparently, it comes from an anime, from what I understand. But I heard it's a really bad movie. Well, I mean, you can at least watch for the action if it's a 99-cent movie rental. Well, of course. I mean, getting to see uh, Black Widow kick some more ass. Absolutely. Is, is Scarlett Johansson, we're now just referring to her as Black Widow? That's, well, I am now because I couldn't remember her name when I was trying to go through that sentence. Well, one name that you will certainly remember after watching the, tra- the, the trailer for Hellblade, which is Ninja Theory's new game coming out on August 8th, Sinua. So Hellblade Sinua's Sacrifice, the official trailer is up. Uh, you can watch it at most, probably most video game websites out there. Do we have it up on PG, Tricky? I do not believe so. What are we doing? We're dropping the ball. So if you don't know, Hel- Hellblade, Hellblade if you don't, is... If you don't know, I've been out of the loop for the last month, so... So Hellblade, if you haven't seen it, go see the official trailer for the game, because uh, it's coming out very soon. It's gone gold again, August 8th is the release date. This is a game that Tricky in the past has said that he gets feelings of a, a kind of a spiritual successor to Heavenly Sword, which again was the game that... Ninja Theory developed for the well the first game that Ninja Theory, Ninja Theory released for the PlayStation Three in the first year of its life cycle. And what I what made you that. think of of Ninja Theory? I didn't say that. Who said that? Yield. Okay, well then Yield said that. So <laughs> I I do not I I can kind of understand like Hellblade and Heavenly Sword. Okay, I can kind of get the comparison there. But after watching the trailer, I mean it like. So yeah, so the sword in Heavenly Sword sucked the life out of um, Noriko and eventually killed her. Spoiler. I know, yeah, I never played that game. Thank you. But Hellblade, well, it's supposed like I never actually played the game either. But my understanding was it sapped her life and it eventually was going to kill her. I don't know if she actually died in the game, but it was understood that she eventually would die from it. The character in this, this looks far darker, and to me, the main character is reminiscent of Aloy. But it's like Aloy if she were in a nightmare, just like a dark, twisted nightmare with all these demons, kind of like. Shadows of the Damned, or something like that, where it's just this almost nightmarish world where this tormented soul, the main character in this game, is just trying to survive this tortured past. This game looks a lot darker than Heavenly Sword was, despite the heavy tones that Heavenly Sword had. So, Tricky, have you seen anything from Hellblade at all? I'm watching the trailer now. Um, obviously, without sound, I, I don't really understand what I'm looking at. Um, I, I, I don't know how to add to this. I mean, I've heard you guys talk about it. I'm interested in it, but you know, I really don't have any comments on it because I don't know anything about it right now. So one of the cool things about Ninja Theory, at least that I feel, Heavenly Sword was a game that is seen as a very good game, but a lot of people said it was too short and that you all, like the, there wasn't a lot of variety with the enemies. You had some cool boss fights, but most of the enemies were the same throughout the game. They have improved mightily. The you know iteration and their ability to develop games, you've seen a lot of improvement over the their you know even in the, the game that followed Heavenly Sword, Enslaved Odyssey of the West. That was a fantastic game. Still great storytelling, great characters, and you know. Trip, kind of reminiscent of some mix between Elena and Noriko, uh, Elena Fisher from Uncharted. And I don't know, like DMC, I was a huge fan of the DMC uh, remake, the reboot that they came out with. I know a lot of people who played the original Devil May Cries were not happy with it because of the main character, but I, I thought it was a fantastic action game. 
So, like, I have a lot of faith now built up in Ninja Theory because, quite frankly, they have made really good games all the way back to Heavenly Sword. And even if you, you know, even if there were some gripes against Heavenly Sword, it was still a really good game or still perceived as a good game. So, you know, this is... I want to learn more about this game. Well, I just well, I just looked it up on the PlayStation Store. It's coming out on August 8th, and it's only $30. I mean, we knew. We, we talked about it, how it was on August 8th, but I did not know it was not a full-price game. Yeah, it's only $30. I mean, according to... I don't know if it's on sale or anything right now, but for the pre-order, um, I just looked it up. It's $30 for a pre-order. Okay, well, that's... I mean, that's even more of a reason to check it out. Uh, check out the, the trailer. Uh, again, it's the official trailer for the release. The game is called Hellblade Sinuous Sacrifice. The game comes out on August 8th. But yeah, give it a look, because it, it definitely... At the very least, it looks interesting, so it, it definitely something that might pique your interest. Of course, it, it looks like a good game, so Tricky, it doesn't pique his interest. You're a dick. And and hold on, let me let me ask you this. This might even pique your interest a little bit more, Tricky. We're we're going movies, so we're moving away from PlayStation. We're going to movies, but I feel like this is such a, to- a big topic that any show that deals with pop culture or nerd culture definitely needs to talk about it. Josh Brolin has been named the actor who will play Cable in Deadpool Two. They've started filming Deadpool Two. It's, it's hasn't been. It's less than a month, I believe, into into filming, but. Josh Brolin, who is a very good actor, is is Cable in Deadpool 2. And you might know him from probably his most famous roles would have to be The Goonies, where he was Brand, Mikey's older brother, and also in No Country for Old Men. I'd say those are probably two of his more prominent roles, if not his most prominent roles. But wasn't Tricky, he, how do you... Wasn't he... Um, oh, you're going to have to help me. In the movie that Megan Fox made after Transformers... Or uh, Jessica's body, or something like that. No, it was. She she was in the movie, and the guy had like this piece of skin that went over his mouth. Oh, what's the name of that movie? The name of the movie is a guy's name. Oh, Jennifer's body is actually the name of that other movie. I I'm flubbed that, but Jennifer's body is the name of the movie that she was in. That was kind of a, a flop. Jonas Jonah Hex. Yes, Jonah Hex. Was he Jonah Jonah Hex? It looks he certainly sounds like I, I'm I'm envisioning the poster in my mind, and I feel like he was poss. Yes, I believe he was Jonah Hex. But let me. I'm I'm doing it too. Uh... Yes, Josh Rowland. Yeah, so Josh Rowland, in fact, was Jonah Hex. Tricky, why why did you think of that movie when you think of Josh Rowland when he's been in so many other good movies? He was an American gangster. That's a fantastic movie. Like, why would you think of Jonah Hex? Well, the reason I, I'm having a problem with this is I'm thinking like other... When an actor plays a superhero or, you know, it gets involved in the comic ver- comic book verse... Like, I, I don't like the character being the same thing. Like, I don't like the fact that Chris Evans was human torch and now he's uh, Captain America. And Josh Brolin is now, not only was he Jonah Hex, which was a comic book, he's also going to be Thanos, and now he's also going to be Cable. Like, where do you separate this? Like, what do, what do you want us to believe? Like, do you want us to believe Josh Brolin is Cable? Do you want us to believe that he's Thanos? 
So, I mean, but it's not like he is visible as Thanos. Like, he is, is obviously hidden behind makeup and everything. And Jonah Hex, like, that's not in the same universe as... Well, I know it's not in the same universe, but it's the same thing. It's like, like I posted a picture in the Trophy Horse group today. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, it's a picture of a comic book of uh, uh, Batman and Deadpool. And Batman turns to Deadpool and goes, tell me who you are. Deadpool goes, I'm Deadpool. And then Batman says, don't be kidding me. Your voice sounds like Green Lantern. And Deadpool says, shut, up, fuck, shut the fuck up, Daredevil. It's like, I don't know. I, I know it's first world problems, but I just have a problem with people playing multiple comic book heroes. Or comic book. I can understand that, characters. but then you you get into the entire problem of different people playing Batman over the course of the movies, like Christian Bale playing Batman from Christopher Nolan's trilogies, and then you've got Ben Affleck coming in for the Justice League and, and Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice. Well, see, that's that's been done in the comics where other people have taken up the mantle of Batman, but it's not like uh, Michael Keaton's coming back and he's playing the Joker in the next movie. You know what I'm saying? It's you got to separate the two. I think you just need to suspend your disbelief, sir. Uh, oh, obviously. I mean, it's a movie. I mean, I did go see uh, Spider-Man today. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. I did watch that. Uh, I, I know I'm late to the party, but... Uh, I, I'm going to do a Shots Fired. Uh, the movie's not as good as everybody says it is. It's not bad. I liked it. It's not as good as every, everybody says it is. I dare say Tobey Maguire was a better Spider-Man. Is that because Tobey Maguire is first? No, no, no I'm, just, I'm just saying that for comedic effect. I actually liked uh, uh, Tom Hillard play Tom Hillard, Tom something. Yeah, he. I mean, he seemed to be the best. At least, even from the little bit we saw of Civil War, like there was this kind of just charm to him, and this kind of like unbelievable, like oh my gosh, like what are these powers? Why do I have these? Like. This almost believable, like, kid next door, how did I get these powers? These are so great, like, trying to control everything and accept it at the same time. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I like the movie. Uh, I'm trying to find his name now because I feel bad. Tom Holland. Holland. Tom Holland. Uh, which is actually, uh, I know you haven't seen Spider-Man yet, but uh, I, I want to get a little sidetracked here. Did you hear that Tom Holland was hired for the Uncharted movie? I did not. Supposedly, he's going to be playing young Nathan Drake. And I'm okay with it. Well, if he has the chops to be Spider-Man and it'd be a good movie, then I have no problem with him playing young Nathan Drake. So, all right, uh, getting back on track here. Sorry. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't... is it is Brolin the one that everybody initially said they wanted to be Cable? Because I'm not remembering that. Well, Brolin has been a very popular... I don't remember if he was the first one, but Brolin has very, been a very popular pick for Cable. Because Cable, you know, even though he's the son of Cyclops and Jean Grey, like, he's still in the timeline and, like, an older guy. Like, he's got gray hair or grayish hair, you know, when you see him in the, in the comics and the cartoon and in the, the cards, the, the collectible cards in the 90s. So he's an older guy. Like I think with Brolin's acting chops, they in his diversity and his variety and what he can play, I think he's the like it's hard to say the perfect pick, but I think he's a, a really damn good pick for cable. 
Yeah, uh, the rumors were is that um, I'm looking it up right now. Uh, notably for the role was going to be Dolph Lundgren, Stephen Lang, and Kira Knightley. I'm going to say that Dolph Lundgren should never be considered for a role in any superhero movie these days. I don't know. He, I think he did pretty good in uh, The Expendables. Yeah, but that's with a cast of people. No one wants to see Arnold Schwarzenegger as a superhero these days. Uh, I don't know. All right. Yeah, I mean, I I don't have a problem with... I mean, other than what I said, I don't have a problem with Brolin being Cable. Uh, but I heard that Deadpool 2 was uh, having problems as it is, so... Anybody playing Cable right now is fine with me. I just want the movie to come out. They've fast-tracked the movie. I mean, is that part of the problem? Is that they've, they've tried to get it out there too quickly? Well, I heard that uh, they've lost the director because uh, the director that left the movie and Ryan Reynolds were having problems. Well, I mean, uh, Reynolds Reynolds was pretty much the driving force behind the original Deadpool, so well, and he probably feels like he should have some creative control over it. Uh, yeah, uh, going back to October 22nd, 2016, uh, the director has parted ways with with studio over what insiders are saying creative differences between him and Ryan Reynolds, the actor who plays uh, Deadpool. Uh, Tim Miller, who directed Deadpool and had a hand in giving Fox his biggest hit of the year, will not helm Deadpool 2. The filmmaker has parted ways with studio over what insiders are saying creative differences between him and Reynolds. Uh, by all accounts, uh, no, 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 hold on. Sources saying that Reynolds and Miller had increasingly butted heads over certain creative issues. Reynolds was a producer on the original, along with, uh, yeah, basically, uh, Miller wanted the movie to be uh, more grounded, where Ryan Reynolds wanted to go more over the top. Which is what worked for the first Deadpool, is is the over the top. If you try to ground it, I think that Ryan Reynolds is right, that you're going to have people, fans are going to have backlash, and they're going to cry out against the movie, because you're trying to change what made the first movie so good. I I agree with you. The new director, David Leach, he's also directed John Wick and Atomic Blonde. So he has a, you know, John Wick I heard is good. I haven't heard much about Atomic Blonde, but I mean, he certainly seems to be a good pick for the the movie of directing Deadpool 2. So, and I imagine if Ryan Reynolds has signed off on him, then. Because you know, with someone who gets paid as much as Ryan Reynolds, that he has to sign off on the director. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and like Reynolds, uh, it never really confirmed, but uh, Reynolds basically admitted he's the one that leaked the original Deadpool trailer to uh, get hyped so he could turn to Fox and say, look how many people want this movie. Let's make this movie. Yeah, again, he was the driving force behind the entire movie, so it would make sense. He's the one who wanted to make the movie from the beginning. He probably wanted to, people to forget the fact that he was the Green Lantern. Uh, I think he wanted people to remember, uh, forget the fact that he was Deadpool in uh, X Men Origins. That one was not good either. I think the only <laughs> one, the only person who looked good in that movie was Lee Schreiber as Sabretooth. Oh, I, 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 mean, I actually like that movie. Um, I do well, like. Or, the, of course, you did. I thought it was a good movie. Yeah, of course. Yes, this is this is why your reputation is the way it is. Oh, shut up! It's it's as worth as about as much as a, a sleeve of Ritz, Ritz crackers. All right, do Sophie's trophies. I'm gonna go get something to drink. 
So as every week, we've got a brand new episode of Sophie's Trophies for you. Sophie's Trophies with Sid is going to be episode six. And now we're going to throw it to our buddy from across the pond. And here is Sophie's Trophies. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to Sophie's Trophies episode six. As always, I'm Sid and hope you're well. Uh, this week, I'm going to talk about a little game called Feist or Feast, spelled F-E-I-S-T. Now, bearing in mind I gave you the warning last week to be careful what you buy, I did it again this week. I paid £2.49 for a game that I didn't have a clue about. Turns out, though, this one's actually okay. Think, um, probably your closest game is going to be Limbo. Sorry, I forgot the name for a second. It's kind of like a Limbo clone, uh, although you play a little creature. I'm guessing that sufficed. But the game itself seems to be mainly made up of doing trophies like completing levels without dying, completing levels within a certain amount of time. Platinum on it is an ultra-rare platinum at 0.3%. But yeah, so far it seems to me to be quite a good little game. Trophies seem to be attainable, even though it does say 0.3% for the platinum. Um, but looking at the trophy list, it seems to be quite an easy easy one to do. Flycatcher. Catch a fly in midair, good head on your shoulders, don't get squashed by a hanging weight. Hard luck, die during the quake after defeating a beast. General things like that really. And then like I say, it's uh, on to things like complete level 5 in under 4 minutes. Things like that. So yeah, seems to be an alright game. I mean the first uh, trophy on it that you can get is called Escape Artist. Uh, a very common trophy at 72.9%. Uh, it's a bronze, and all you've got to do is free yourself from a crate. Now, you start in the crate, and you swing from side to side, fall off, and make yourself roll down a hill. That's this week's uh, Sophie's Trophy. A recommending, I think, for this game. Seems to be quite a good little game, and uh, I think it's going to be a good little platinum to go for. So, yeah, thanks a lot for listening, guys. Um, hope you're all okay. And if you want to get in touch, Sid at ProvenGamer.com or get in touch with the guys on the Facebook group, or me on PSN. Sid is 1978, S-I-D-D-E-R-S-1978. Okay, guys, thanks for listening. Keep getting those trophies. All right, so we hope you all enjoyed Episode 6 of Sophie's Trophies, and we're going to get now into our topic of the week, which Tricky will introduce, because he's bringing this topic to the table. And we're, again, staying away from PlayStation momentarily just for this topic because Tricky wanted to talk about Pokemon Go and a recent uproar about a failed event that was trying to promote a legendary Pokemon, a new legendary Pokemon for the people can unlock in Pokemon Go. Tricky, fill people in on this, this hubbub. You know, this is dangerous to go outside of PlayStation on a PlayStation podcast, you know. Uh, okay, this article is coming from... Uh, NintendoLife.com, um, which I th- think they actually stole from Polygon. Uh, but the article says, uh, it's safe to say that the Pokemon Go Fest was un- mig- unmitigated disastrous network issues and poor event plan. It quickly spiraled out of control. The company has been in full damage control o- mode over the past few days, doing its best to appease the irate attendees and fa- save face and explain the issues that contributed to the event's failure. Of course, this event was open to players from all over the world, and it seems that someone who traveled Trick, from- tricky just just give them the <laughs> the, the cliff notes. Don't don't read okay. don't do that reading shit. 
basically, basically what happened was uh, Niantic held a an event in Chicago. Uh, I forget the name of the park. It's not important. Um, but they charged twenty dollars uh, a ticket for people to get into this, and it was supposed to be an event where they a bunch of people got together and they uh, fought in a gym to unlock a legendary Pokemon for everyone in the world. Uh, the problem is is that initially they said that the game crashed. Uh, we find out from stories from later that the game actually didn't crash. What actually happened was because everybody was such in a condensed area that mobile networks, you know, like Sprint, AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, all of them, their servers got so uh, overloaded that they couldn't connect to the game securely, which then, excuse me, gave the impression that the game crashed. Uh, in response, Niantic uh, refunded everybody's tickets to the event, uh, gave everybody $100 of in-store money, in-game money for the, uh, for the game, uh, ex- ex- extended the, uh, the ability to unlock this legendary Pokemon by two days and expanded the area in which you had to be to unlock this by two miles. So, like, they went above and beyond to try to patch this, even though technically this wasn't their fault. Uh, with all that being said, uh, I, I heard stories that the CEO of Lyanic actually sat on stage and was talking to people, and, you know, they were very open and, you know, very engaging with everybody and saying, very apologetic. Well, apparently this is not good enough for everybody else because a California man uh, named Jonathan Norton uh, hired a Chicago attorney to file a lawsuit wishing for Niantic to reimburse him for travel expenses. And since the lawsuit has been filed, 20 to 30 other people have joined in. Uh, Though Niantic offered a series of refunds and other giveaways at the events at the event, like I said, those involved in the lawsuit claimed that it's not enough. And here's what the lawyer, Thomas Zimmerman, had to say on the lawsuit. Uh, he says, quote, we're not seeking any relief with respect to the failure to get the legendary Pokemon because Niantic is offering that. But Niantic is not offering to refund people's travel expenses for coming to Chicago. Most of the people came out of the state, many people from other countries, and I talked to some who flew in from Japan. The issue is what was promised, what was the incentive that people relied on, and representations that people relied on is to buy a ticket to make travel plans and fly to Chicago to participate in this festival. Would would they have done that, known that it was going to be lived up, uh, not going to be lived up, and weren't going to get the experience that was represented? Now, with all that being said, uh, you know, Alex, me and you talked a little bit about this prior to the show. Uh, so I'm going to let you lead off in... Uh, saying what you have to say, and then I'm going to come in with mine, and then I guess the conversation can flow from there. Do you feel like this lawsuit is justified in the fact that people should expect Niantic to refund them their travel expenses? No, but I also didn't think that all the lawsuits against McDonald's and hot coffee, people spilling hot coffee on themselves and then suing McDonald's for it, even though it says hot coffee on the cup, I didn't think those were justified, but people got money out of that. So no, I think that, first of all, if you're paying travel expenses to go to Chicago, there's plenty to do in Chicago. Like there are museums, there's the Shedd Aquarium, there's plenty to do. So you can find something else to do besides go to a Pokemon Go event. And, you know, there is no possible way that the company Niantic could have known that this would happen, that they would exceed the limit of people that these mobile networks could support. There's, this is not their fault. It's out of their hands. 
And I think that you just have to chalk it up to people saying, you know what, you went to Chicago, the, the expenses were, you know, Niantic is not insu- responsible for insuring your travel expenses. So I believe it's completely absurd for them to sue for this. And, you know, they, they again, they extended the time. They they extended the actual distance or the, the radius that uh, the amount of space that you could get the legend, you can lock the legendary Pokemon in. Again, they've gone above and beyond. And for people to kind of just sit here and complain even further about it, I understand it sucks that you lost all that money in travel, but again, you're in Chicago, one of the biggest cities in the U.S. You can find something fun to do in Chicago to get your money's worth out of that. So people just need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, it, here's my problem with this. I mean, uh, I, I'm sure a lot of people know this already, but uh, recently Linkin Park had to cancel their upcoming tour because uh, of the unfortunate event that happened, um, which... Uh, <sighs> okay, kind so of, don't don't I mean don't soften the blow. I mean the part of the part of the thing that helps with this is to actually say what happened. I know, but uh, Ch- I was, so Chester Bennington <laughs> committed suicide again, a horrific and tragic thing. Um, it, it, but it, it's important to talk about it and say what happened because if you don't talk about it, then that just you're you're not helping bring this problem, this issue to light because we don't talk about <laughs> suicide and depression and mental health enough. We don't. You're you're absolutely right. I just uh, whenever I think about it, I just I I get real sad. Uh, but with that being said, uh, you know they had to cancel the upcoming tour, and obviously they refunded all the tickets. You can't expect companies, bands, uh, businesses, and stuff like that to reimburse you for your tickets. They didn't offer travel packages. It's not like Niantic turned around and said, "Okay, listen, uh, we have this package that includes this flight." this hotel and the ticket and you get it for this price. That's not what they did. They sold tickets to an event. Same thing as a concert does. They sell the tickets to the event. Uh, and they've gone above and beyond to do that. They, they're they not advertising, hey, come here from Japan to come to Chicago. They're saying we're having an event. And not, not only that, but they said that they're doing multiple events. They're doing one in Chicago. They're doing one in San Francisco. Uh, they're doing one in New York. They're doing them all over the world. So the fact that you wanted to be there for this one, that was the choice you made. And if you spent thousands of dollars on a plane ticket to come from Japan, that's on you. 100%, that's on you. What makes me upset about this, and the reason I want to talk about it, is because uh, we don't get a lot of uh, events, for lack of better terms, in which a bunch of like-minded people can get together. I mean, sure, we have PAX, we have E3, uh, but, you know, those are established and whatnot. What my worry with this, and maybe it's unfounded or maybe I'm just overreacting, is the fact that if people are suing uh, Niantic for this, you know, this is going to make a company like Niantic say, why the hell are we going to do events like this? Because it's just going to turn into a disaster for us. This is an event that happened that was beyond our control. We went above and beyond to give everybody back. Now, granted, they lost the money for every ticket. So basically, all operating costs are now out the window. Like they're, That's all coming out of their pockets. They have no chance to recoup that at all. They gave you $100 of in-store money. Now, granted, that's not money out of their pockets, but that's money that they are losing in-game. And they, you know, extending, extending the... Uh, the, the time and the, the, the space that you could do it, again, that's not them losing money. So 
they've gone above and beyond to try to help you out and make good on this. And it just it makes me worry about companies like Niantic or, you know, other companies like that uh, have these mobile games where they're people are connecting. I'm not doing events like this anymore. Like I, I, I know it's extreme to say, but something like this could cause like packs to not hold packs anymore, not expand into other places and ha not have a packs in this country. Uh, you know, what if they want to do a packs in England and now PAX is seeing what's going on with Niantic and saying, fuck that. We're not going to do one in England. We're going to stay with the ones we have. Now, I know that's extreme, but that's my worry with this. Is like all these frivolous lawsuits where people are expecting to get back what they rightfully don't deserve to get back. You know. So, okay, here's an example. Say it's the day you're going to fly out to go to this event and you have a relative die. Or you get sick and you physically can't go on the trip or a family member gets sick. You don't buy travel insurance. So because you spent that money and lost it on the travel, does that mean that the company holding the event, do these unforeseen events, does that mean that the company has to reimburse you for that money because you couldn't, it didn't work out? Well, that, that's, a little, that's a little different because actually, uh, and I don't want to bring your personal life in this, and if you want, I'll take it out of the show. Uh, two years ago, you were actually supposed to come to PAX East with us. And shortly before that, you had a death in the family. Yeah, well, yeah, because I actually had to... There were two weekends in a row where one was my stepbrother's wedding in Orlando, and my grandmother was coming to the end of her time, and uh, the, the following weekend was packed, so I had planned to go down with my family to Orlando to see my stepbrother's wedding, and then the following weekend I had bought tickets to go to PAX, and I ended up basically swallowing the travel tickets to PAX because my grandmother ended up dying, and I was a pallbearer in her funeral, and... I felt like it was important for me to kind of see my grandmother off in that way. Absolutely. But uh, but in that circumstance, you can't blame Pax because Pax had nothing to do with the fact that your grandmother had passed away. So your your example is a little misguided in the fact of it's not really Pax's fault. Now, if pa My if point pa is it's not Niantic's fault that this happened, even if the person made it to Chicago and made the event. It's, oh, absolutely. It's not, that's my point. It's not their fault. Well, again, yes, I, I understand. But what do you feel like? Do you think that this could possibly stop, uh, you know, RTX or a PAX or a Comic-Con from expanding because they're saying it's not worth the hassle? And, you know, we, we, we already have everything that we do under control. Why do another event that's going to be an unknown to get us started? I mean, PAX is now doing... They, they're starting a new event next month in, uh, well, as you're hearing this, it's actually this month. Uh, they're doing PAX Unplugged in Pennsylvania. You know, like, these, I, I know it's extreme, and please don't comment on the saying, like, I'm overreacting, because I know it's extreme. But what I'm trying to get at is the point of, you know, companies are might not be willing to put themselves out there like that, like Niantic did, to try to bring a community together. And that's my worry about this stupid-ass lawsuit. Bigger events like PAX that have been around for a while, I don't think there's any concern because they've successfully moved to other cities and done multiple PAXs per year, and they're just fine. Smaller developers and community meetups maybe might affect it a little bit, but that depends on the precedent set by the decision that's made in this case. Uh, I'm trying to... I, I know Niantic did other games. Uh... Another mobile game. I'm trying to figure out what it was. I mean, I'm trying to Google right now. Hold on a second. 
Because it was another big game that people got attached to. Mm. Yes, they did Ingress. You heard of Ingress, right? Heard of it, never played it. Yeah, Ingress is another uh, semi-popular game. You know, it's... I don't know. Like, I... I I th- I think I I know that I'm going extreme with what I'm saying, but like it, it's stupidity like this that just angers me because it, yeah, it sucks a hundred percent. It sucks that these people that bought all these things, but like you said, there's other things to do in Chicago. You don't have to like I I'm sure that if you plan just to come to Chicago just for this fest, then yeah, that sucks for you, but. If you plan to just come for the 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 fast and that was it, you're you're wrong. When I go to PAX East in Boston, yeah, PAX is my main objective, but I'm still going and seeing the the you know the area around. I'm going to Wahlburgers. I'm going out to to see the culture. I may take a trip out to Salem to go you know see where the uh, the witch trials happened. You know, Out of all the places you can name in Boston, the first place, as you mentioned, is the is the, the Wahlberg Family Burger Restaurant. Oh, they, they make some damn-ass burgers, man. They opened up one in Coney Island. I'm trying to get Steven to go, but he's a vegetarian. Might have some trouble uh, with that one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, they do serve uh, other things, so. But, you know, the, the point is, is like, uh, yeah, I'll... Here, exactly. Uh, I just, I'm just i looking at the article right now, and I see a headline from TheVerge.com, and the headline is, Nyanic is delayed some of its European events after Chicago's disastrous Pokemon Go Fest. They're already saying, we're not going to do these. You know, it, it's starting already. I don't know. Well, I mean, you can't... This stuff is always going to happen, and I guess that there are so many community meetups within the gaming industry that it's, I don't feel like it'll affect it too much. Maybe some people will think twice about it, but with Niatic having these issues, possibly legally, with these having to deal with these people who want their even more money back than they've already thrown out there, I can understand why they would delay other events because of it. And hopefully it doesn't affect other events. You know, Maybe smaller developers might think twice about it, but in general, I mean, those kind of meetups, those community meetups, you know, they well, they they bring a lot of attention to the game. You know, some good, mo, mo, you know, mostly good, some bad like this. But it's still an important way to advertise your game and get people together to in, enjoy the game further and to promote your game even further than just television ads or online ads. So I, I, I was to say before we end this, uh, and, and you know, I'll, you know, we'll end it after this. But I just have a question for you: Do you think Nyanic is just going to settle out of court with these people? Or do you think they're actually going to fight it? I, I, I personally think they're just going to settle out of court just to get it out of the news and be like, listen, you know, let's get this done and over with instead of dragging this out in the courts. I mean, you're probably right. It depends on how much they're asking for. But, I mean, it, again, travel tickets, you know, depending on where they're coming from, you'll probably spend maybe at most 500 bucks within the states on plane tickets round trip. You know, if you're, if you're playing, obviously, if you're planning to stay there just for the Pokemon Go event, maybe two nights of... $200 maybe in, in housing. So, you know, maybe it's 700 bucks for, you know, 12 people, I think, is what you, how many you said were involved well, in this. Well, right, they said somewhere between 20 and 30. But you know that now that this is public where this lawsuit, 
you know there's other people going to jump on this bandwagon. So, I like I said on uh, Nintendo Dual Screens, because uh, we we talked about it there. Um, I, you, I, I would, I would not be surprised if this number doesn't jump up into like 100 and 200 people by the end of the week. I mean, possibly it'll it'll climb a little bit more, but I don't know if it'll get that high. And you know, I like. I, I personally think they're just going to settle it, uh, which I, like, I'm like. i absolutely against. I don't think they should settle this at all. I think they should fight it because once you, uh, as anybody knows the court system, once you set a precedent of something like this, then it makes it harder for other people because the next time something like this happens, all a lawyer has to do is come in and say, hey, listen, this happened before and this was the result. And the judge basically is handcuffed and can't make a, you know, a common sense. Conclusion. Well, with the Supreme Court, maybe that would be important. But I think that so many judges within the judicial system around the country think so and rule so differently on different topics and, and certain items. And that's why you see it go to the Supreme Court, because that's the final you know decision within the judicial system. But so many other court systems around the country with how, with how many different cultures around the country, different areas, it's I mean. You you may not get the same just because something is set in like a decision is made in the courts of Illinois doesn't mean that necessarily the decision is going to be made the same decision will be made in Washington State. So I you know I, I think precedent is very important with the, the Supreme Court because it's very much what they base their decisions on. For these other courts, the lower courts, I don't think that's as much of an issue. All right. I mean, well, listeners, let us know in the comments below and on the Facebook group, and let us know what you're thinking. Yeah, except if you're you're actually going to sue this company for it, then just keep your mouth shut because you don't deserve that money. <laughs> so that is going to bring us to housekeeping. Tricky, should you do housekeeping this week? Would you do you want me to do the housekeeping? Let's clean this shit up. ProvingGamer.com is looking for some writers, podcasters, video editors, news reports, and generalized help on the site. If you're interested in buying, go to ProvingGamer.com, click on the help water tab, and fill out the application, and I will get back to you as soon as possible. While you're there, be sure to check out all of our articles and all of our videos. Speaking of our videos, they can be found on YouTube by doing a search for Official Proving Gamer. Also, you can catch me streaming now, now that I'm back, on twitch.tv backslash ProvingGamer, and we are now a partner, which means now you can sub to us. So, uh, if you are a uh, shop on Amazon was one of our sponsors are and you are Twitch Prime. Uh, good news. You can actually sub for free. Uh, if you have Amazon Prime, you also have Twitch Prime, which means you can subscribe to your favorite uh, Twitcher for free by hitting that sub button and using the, the free subscript 30 day subscription. Now, yield and I yield and I could not figure out if Twitcher was an approved word or a popular way to say someone who streams on Twitch. <laughs> Yes. Uh, the the bad news is uh, with the Twitch Prime is you do have to sub every month. It's not automatic. So every month you will have to go back and hit that free sub button. Uh, but if you guys could do that on the Proving Gamer Twitch page, that would be greatly appreciated. Uh, that money does go to the people that stream. Uh, currently, that is myself and the Smart Marks. But we are always hiring for Twitchers, and uh, that's part of the help on it. So if you want to you know, stream for us, uh, hit us up. Uh, also, I'm going to get back to streaming for Extra Life. Uh, that is twitch.tv backslash Extra Life for Kids. 
Uh, that's the number four. Um, I don't know my schedule. I think I'm going to go back to the 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. Uh, schedule on Saturday night, early Sunday mornings. But uh, judging on my work schedule, I may try to stream other times. But other, either way, uh, if I'm not streaming on the Proven Gamer page, go check out the Extra Life uh, page. A uh, bunch of great streamers on there. They do an awesome job. Uh, very, very uh, dedicated to what they do. Uh, great group of people. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, there are several ways to get a hold of us. The first one is our phone number. Alex, what's the phone number? Be 330-PROVEN-9. That's 330-776-8369. I can't do the pauses quite as well as Yield does, so i got to go with a little pep in my words. And by the way, Tricky, uh, yes, no sir. one no one does housekeeping as well as you because you sound like a damn auction barker as, as fast <laughs> as you go. And you know the thing is, I don't even look at the the agenda no more. I I have it memorized. I'm, pr- um, I'm pretty sure that the goddess wakes up in the middle of the night and you're just spouting this off in your sleep, and she's like, "What the fuck are you doing? This is not housekeeping time." No, but it, it, <laughs> the funny thing is, is that uh, when I was doing the housekeeping just now, uh, she tur- she poked her head around the corner. I don't know if you saw it because I had to have my camera on. She poked her head around the corner. She's like. I can't subscribe on Twitch because she asked earlier. I put in the the staff chat that I was streaming that this would be a good time for you to use your uh, Twitch Prime to sub, and she's like, "I can't do that, can I?" I'm like, "Nope." Uh, uh got me sidetracked now. Oh, uh, you can also get a hold of us on Twitter. The site is at Proven Gamer. The show is at Trophy Yours. I'm at Tricky Mick. Alex is at Saundersaurus Rex. Now, Alex, are you keeping up with your extra life? Uh, promise. I am. I'm. I am more active on Twitter than you are, sir. That is true. Uh, uh, you can get a hold of Yield at I Yield to No One. You can get a hold of Steven at Batchild Twenty Seven, and yeah, that's everybody. Uh, if you want to send us an email, which was always the uh, the choice of choices, uh, it's at trophyhors at provinggamer dot com. If you listen to this podcast, we greatly appreciate it, but be sure to go listen to our other podcasts, The Smart Marks, Nintendo Dual Screens, and a new podcast called Game Stuff. Uh, we also have PG spoilers, if I can ever get one recorded. Uh, if you guys saw the Trophy Horse Facebook group, uh, a fight broke out in the uh, staff chat. Uh, the topic at hand was, uh, is Breath of the Wild better than The Last of Us? And uh, it, the conversation went from there. Then we had a conversation about the Master Sword. And, oh, if I can get this show recorded, it, it there's going to be a war on that. And it's going to be very entertaining. And we know how uh, wars go on ProvenGamer.com. So, actually, during that whole discussion, because Chelsea listened to the episode, and she was she wants to play The Last of Us because her brother had talked about it. So, she really wants to play it. And, of course, I've got The Last of Us on the PlayStation 3. So, I was like, yeah, you can totally play it. But at first, she listened to the episode, and I remembered after she said she listened to it, I was like, oh my god, I, I spoiled the first part because I talk about Joel's daughter dying at the beginning, and I was like, oh, oh god. But she's like, no, it's been spoiled for me before. But she pointed out, it's like, man, somebody on that show really didn't like it. But I was like, yeah, but I like it, and my opinion matters most. So, <laughs> I was able to put your, out that fire. Your, your opinion is correct, sir. That's, that's an asinine com- comment to make, because an opinion can't be correct, but... Yes. No, your opinion is correct. The Last of Us is the best game ever made, period. Oh, the goddess is making comments from the other side. I don't know what she said. Hold on a second. Oh, the goddess said word. 
all the podcasts can be found on iTunes. Uh, iTunes. God, see, I've been out of this. All the podcasts can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, your various podcast applications on your smart devices, Google Play, TuneIn, and you can find this very podcast on iHeartRadio. Uh, if you want to get more involved with us, there are PlayStation 4 communities. One is the Proving Gamer community called Proving Gamer. There's one for Trophy Horse called t Dubs Brothel because Shuhei will not let us say whores on the network. And Yield, also- uh, <laughs> Yield has trouble saying you, Shuhei's name. Yes, I know. And you have a problem saying backsplash. Uh, I got backslash right. You actually just said backsplash, so you have a problem now, sir. No, that's what I said. You have a problem saying backsplash. That's not your problem. The, not, you not in the last two episodes. Yeah, that's uh, how many times you edited it out. That's the question. I'm as, No, I actually got it right on the first time in the last two episodes. I'm as good as the Golden Goose, baby. Alright, uh, Yield has a PlayStation 4 community called the Platinum Guild, which uh, hopefully I will be posting my Assassin's Creed Syndicate Platinum in soon. Uh, but that is it for the housekeeping, but we do have some sponsors. Our first sponsor is Extra Life. Tell us about us, Extra Life, Alex. Why, well, I would be delighted, sir. So Extra Life is happening on November 4th this year. If you don't know what Extra Life is, I'm going to tell you. So Extra Life is a annual gaming charity event, a marathon, to benefit the Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals. How can you get involved? Glad you asked. Extra-life.org is the website that you want to go to. You can sign up to play on a team, start your own team, or play solo. Go lone wolf like Baron Corbin. From there, you pick a Children's Miracle Network hospital to represent, and you collect donations or sponsorships for your 24-hour, 25-hour gaming marathon, however it falls this year with the clocks and their their weirdness. So, again, November 4th is when you'll play. What you need to tell people when they donate to you, whether a lump sum or an hourly rate for your sponsorships, is that all the money, 100% of the money that you collect in donations, go to the Children's Miracle Network Hospital that you have opted to represent. So it's a great way to help some sick kids and play video games all day. It's a win-win situation. The motto for Extra Life is play games, heal kids, and it's exactly that. You're playing games, but at the same time, you're raising funds to help some sick kids. So the win-win situation, the quintessential win-win situation, Extra Life 2017, November 4th. Get in on the ground floor. Get in now. And we are also sponsored by Amazon. If you could, would each and every time you do your shopping on Amazon, stop by Proving Gamer first, click on any Amazon link, and continue to noble shopping. It doesn't cost you anything extra and does help out the site tremendously. And like I said earlier, if you are Amazon Prime, you are also Twitch Prime, please go to the Twitch page and hit that sub button and give us your free subscription. Uh, but with that being said, let's close out the show with some shout outs. Alex, since I did the housekeeping, you get to do your shout-outs first. Well, technically, the person who does the housekeeping always, you know, does their shout-outs technically last, so... Yes. All right, so this week, as always, first and foremost, I want to thank the listeners for being awesome, fueling this fire, pushing trophy whores beyond what we ever thought it would be. Uh, Yeah, thank you all for spending some time with us every week. We know that sometimes we run a little long, sometimes we go off the rails, but... We hope you enjoy what we put out because we have a good time. We generally enjoy, genuinely, enjoy talking to each other and, and the, the babble and all the talk and the, the the bickering. We enjoy all that. It's part of our fun every week. So we're glad that you all enjoy it too. 
Give a shout out to Ninja Theory, who's getting ready to release their newest game. Again, that's Hellblade, Sinuous Sacrifice, coming out on August 8th. Ninja Theory's always done really good stuff, so a lot of love for Ninja Theory. If you haven't played Enslaved, you need to play it. If you haven't played DMC, I don't care if you're a Devil May Cry fan, you go go fucking play it, because it's a fantastic action game. And uh, that will be all, except, again, I'm going to do this every week now, so... I want to give a shout out to Chelsea again for being a, an enthusiast for the podcast, listening every week, listening to the first episode without even me asking her to, just going and finding it. So thank you, Chelsea, for uh, just being awesome. Had a, a great weekend together, just uh, really enjoying our time together. And I appreciate that you support the podcast because, again, we always think of this as a silly little video game podcast, but we appreciate any support we get. So last final shout out, as, as always from now, we'll go to Chelsea. And I want to give a shout out to Sweet Mama D, who is currently in uh, New Jersey or Pennsylvania with my mom uh, checking out the Hot Air Balloon Festival. Uh, I was going to say one of those options is better than the other one. I don't know. I don't know if it's in Jersey or Pennsylvania this year. I think it's in Pennsylvania. Oh, the the goddess just said it's in Jersey. Uh, give a shout out to the goddess who's behind me, correcting me as my mistakes. I like how the uh, god the goddess knows where Sweet Mama D is, and you're unsure. Well, uh, we're not going to get into that. Uh, uh, shout out to the listeners. Thank you, everybody, for being patient, and uh, I'm glad to be back. And uh, that's it. So, if there's nothing else, until next week. Happy trophy hunting. Later, go out and get those Crash Bandicoot Platinums. Make me proud. The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines.